Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got a very special show coming up for you. We are joined by the queen of Rip City, Brooke Olsendam, and her queen and mom, Allison Olsendam. Welcome. We are beyond thrilled to have you on the podcast. Oh, we're happy to be here. We've had a lovely Thanksgiving week. She came down um, to, to the house from Spokane, and I've been joking that I I hosted Thanksgiving from my house, but really I just had the house, and she did literally everything. I peeled a potato, and, and I just laid around. So we are having a great week. Here at least I am. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really great plan. Um, so we usually get things started off with an icebreaker, and for today, since we're in a holiday season, I'm wondering... What is your family's signature holiday dish? So I was aware of this question before, but oh, okay. I, I had a tough time. I, I kind of have a tough time because we keep it pretty traditional. There's nothing we do that that's you know like specifically. Well, think about Christmas Eve, though. Well, I know I, yeah. I was thinking about Christmas yeah. Eve. That is different. Can we give you our one for Christmas Eve? Because absolutely, pretty traditional. All right, you go ahead. You take this one. Well, we have uh, crab louis. So we get crabs, and this was the unintended part, though. So I, I just love crabs. So one Christmas Eve, we everybody had a crab, and then we had you know boiled eggs, dressing, all kinds, you know, celery, all the things that we you would maybe put in a in a salad, a crab louis, and of course crab louis were invented in Spokane, Washington, at the Davenport Hotel. So, but the unintended consequence was everybody sat around. And you had to crack your crab and get all the meat out to make the crab louis. But we sat and talked for mm-hmm. an hour and a half, two hours, where typically everybody would finish their dinner and, you know, go there to their go find the TV or the paper or whatever. So we sat around the table and just had great conversation for probably an hour and a half, two hours. So that became a tradition because everybody enjoyed that so much. This is true. That's amazing. I'm already learning so much. I had no idea that the Crab Louie was invented in Spokane. And what a great tip for a holiday dish. We uh, go up to the San Juan Islands um, every summer and we crab a whole bunch in the summertime. So I totally get the whole oh. just sitting around cracking crab. Um, it's a yeah. great family activity. How about you, Cassidy? Does your family have a signature holiday dish? So we are a little bit on the less traditional side. Um, and for Thanksgiving, we actually pick a culture from around the world each year and we switch what we do and we do like a five course meal for it. Um, so I don't really have a signature for that, but I guess one of the things that I make pretty uh, often on Thanksgiving is our candied yams. And they're a little bit different than most people's. I make like a, a orange liqueur caramel and I put that over the yams and uh, pineapple chunks, and I bake that. So I think that would be my signature, my brown butter candied yams. That that sounds amazing. I have to learn how. To, I have to remember to not go after you when we're talking about food things. Because <laughs> I don't know if you ladies know, but Cassidy is a bit of a gourmet. Um, so I have one of the uh, one of the classic um, Jello dish family signature dishes, and we call it favorite salad because it is um, with everybody who loves it. It's it is their favorite salad, and it's one of these. It's so it sounds absolutely terrible. 
because it's um it's raspberries and uh like like jello and applesauce and then on top of it there's marshmallows and sour cream and i know it sounds absolutely horrible but it's so good <laughs> so we usually have to have two favorite salads and it's often the thing that like when somebody is like just you know comes over into our family for like their first thanksgiving with our family which is always a trial anyway cuz there's like a million of us like when they start the when they dig into the favorite salad like we all get quiet and we all watch like how are they going to react <laughs> to the favorite salad and so oh, that's funny that reminds me my mom and I were looking at each other giggling because there was one christmas was it christmas or thanksgiving it was christmas, christmas that her mom, my grandma, um, she brought over a jello dish and all of us grandkids and actually everyone kind of looked at each other when they came around the table. We're like, is she losing it? Because she put pretzels in it. And I guess that's the thing. I don't know. There were pretzels in the jello and we were all very confused. And that was the only year that we, that was a one and done. It was a one and done. <laughs> I love it. Well, now that I, now we're all hungry, um, or maybe you're not, maybe, mm-hmm. I, I, maybe everyone's still full from Thanksgiving. Um, but what we like to do with new guests who make their first appearance on the podcast, Allison, is to ask them uh, to tell us, in, to introduce yourself and tell us about your relationship with basketball. Oh, okay. Well, um, so I'm Brooke's mom, Allison, and I was a teacher, a principal, and then a professor and a consultant. That's still what I do, but my, and it relates to basketball. So I was of that generation that we didn't have girls sports other than tennis when I was in high school. But when I became a teacher, that's when they started to say, well, we have boys basketball, we should have girls. We have boys track, we should have girls. So I actually started a track program um, at my first, in my first teaching assignment. And then the second one, I was uh, the JV girls basketball coach in two different places. And then when Brooke was young, I was her AAU coach. Oh, my goodness. uh, Not to take away from your coaching skills, but I just have have one thing I remember. (laughs) Oh, there was one thing that I just hammered on. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess there's truth to it. But at the time, I don't know if that's the way you're really supposed to teach kids basketball. But all, all I remember is we, in the huddles, mom would be like, you just got to shoot. You can't win if you don't score. You got to shoot to score. Just shoot. Stop standing around. Just shoot. So, well, yeah. I don't remember much like, def- defensive skills I was taught, but I was definitely taught to shoot the ball. I, I was well, like, girls, shoot tend, shoot girls at that age tended to want to have a committee meeting. So they'd look at each other. They'd pass the ball around and go, oh, who should I pass it to? Who had it last? So I should pass it to somebody else. So it became this, you know, just kind of a little tea party thing. And I thought if I could just get them to get comfortable shooting, then that really is pretty much what basketball is about. And, you know, defense would come second. So I just didn't want them to be having tea parties out on the court. I wanted them to shoot. That's what I remember. I mean, you were, you were just uh, the, the uh, beginning of that Houston Rockets offense. So Exactly, exactly. Perfect. She likes the new style of NBA, yeah. like the three. She likes, she <laughs> likes scoring. <laughs> so you were like kind of a trailblazer in women's sports and, you know, getting your, was, yeah. very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Were you um, a fan yeah. of sports or were you just like, this needs to happen, so I'm going to make it happen or was kind of both? Oh, I would say both. Mm-hmm. I thought that girls should have equal opportunities and there wasn't anybody else that was willing to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I will. And I also, I think sports are such an amazing uh, opportunity for kids to test themselves and learn about life, but in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Brooke, now that we know your mom was your first basketball coach, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of the yeah. other ways as you, you know, as you were growing up, what are some of the ways that your mom has uh, supported you? Oh man, I don't even know where to start. Um, from, well, just like setting the example, you know, like taking the time to on top of everything else she had to do. Um, you know, she full-time teacher, you know, all these a million things to do. I have, you know, two siblings. Uh, she made dinner every single night. Uh, so just the fact that she had time to, and even had the desire to like take the time to coach my teams or whatever. And the thing that I always tell um, people that I, I didn't, I guess, appreciate enough at the time. And now that I look back, I'm like, how did she do that? In all my years, I mean, and I was, they put me in everything. You know, I was in soccer. I, I, I played every sport probably you could um, in a bunch of activities. And my mom never, throughout my entire life, never missed an, a game. Like, never missed a single game. My dad would miss, miss games because he was coaching also. And so he had his games to coach, which is obviously understandable. But I mean, not, not, not even one time where she's like, well, you know, I, I got this big day tomorrow. I'm going to have to, you know, come at halftime or I, I won't be able to make this one. And, you know, I got something else I have to do. Not a single game, which is truly incredible. I think when I look back now that at the time, you know, I just expected there. I can't even imagine I, like looking back and thinking, like looking up and you're not there. I, I wouldn't even, mm-hmm. I don't even, it's just, it never happened. It was just not, you know, it wasn't fathomable. So just the fact that she could find time and, and wanted to be there to support, like I, I've told her that this since, but I appreciate that so much. At the time, I just took it for granted that, yeah, of course she's here. She doesn't miss a game. Why would she miss a game? But I don't mm-hmm. think all parents can can do that. You know, with the stresses of life, there are things you got to do. And then you have other, you know, other things with your job and your family that you might have to miss a game here and there. And she never missed one. So I just appreciate wow. that. But the things that she taught me, you know, she always said, if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, if you start something, you have to finish it. Just little lessons that, you know, I've taken with me and, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best at ever, you know, some things I still, you know, have to remind myself, but, but she really did um, instill that, that in me. And also that, you know, go out there and I want you to be able to, you know, take care of yourself, you know, go out there and take it, you know, do you. So I was always taught that, um, you know, working hard and, and something that you're passionate about for an occupation, a job is really important. And she, she really instilled that in me. And she was a huge support when I first got into business. Um, I, you know, when I started the bottom at Fox Sports Northwest, which is now Root Sports, and it was kind of a, a deal where I was working part-time, logging tape, I mean, essentially intern-level duties, and then I was working at an Italian restaurant of a friend of hers in Seattle, and I was doing part-time, and it was, I would say, maybe a year and a half in, yeah. about, I, I was getting very frustrated, you know, I, I, I really wanted to get a chance to, you know, show what I could do on air, and I was putting in the work and, you know, begging my, my boss at the time, just, you know, give me one shot, one shot and kind of reached a point where, am I wasting my time? But I, you know, I really want, this is what I want to do. This is what I've studied in school, what I've been practicing for almost two years, going out on all these, you know, shoots and putting my reel together to do this and working half, you know, part-time at this restaurant. I just, I really wanted to do it, but I was just starting to, I, I guess I hit a wall. Like what is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And, so a friend of mine had said, well, you could, I had this interview at um, a, a pharmaceutical sales. You'd be great at that. You know, you're personable. And I, you know, called my mom and talked to her about it. And she said, she just really 
she really, she said, she sat me down and she said, think about this. Like what's, what's your dream? This is your dream. You've worked very hard. We will help you. We will support you, but you are not going to be a pharmaceutical sales rep. That is not <laughs> what you want to do. You want to do this and we will be here for you until, you know, you've reached your goals. And it, I think you, you would regret it. And I mean, I don't know what you remember about that conversation. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, because of that, I mean, if she wouldn't have said that, if she would have said, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been almost two years and it's not really working out and that's a pretty stable job. I, I think you should do that. I mean, that would probably would have given her some peace of mind knowing I have a steady job, but she uh, wouldn't let me give up on my dream. So because of that conversation right there, I, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I'm at now without that. I'm sure I'm you would have be been really amazing <laughs> at that, but I'm so glad that, uh, Thank you, Allison, for encouraging her because she has just brought such a light to Rip City, which would have been great for the pharmaceutical wow. industry as well. But I think Rip City <laughs> really deserves. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. That's nice. That's awesome. Um, so, Allison, what about uh, everything that Brooke does makes you proud? What makes me proud? Yeah. Um, I. I think what I'm most proud of is who she is as a person and how she treats people. She treats everyone well. She treats everyone with respect. She's kind. And so while I think, you know, the things she does on air, I think she's really good at what she does. But that's what always stands out to me. Was she always like uh you know, outgoing in terms of like interviewing people as she seems so comfortable, like around anybody and makes everybody just seem so comfortable. Is that, is that something you kind of always saw in her? Uh, I would say so. Although when she was, you know, really young, she was pretty quiet and kind of reserved, but no, she was always very fun loving. And she reminds me of a funny story. So when she was in seventh grade, uh, in a middle school in Spokane, and I was the principal at the neighboring middle school, same district. And they called me and they said, so we have this award, it's called the Citizenship Award, and everybody in the whole school votes on it. The staff, the teachers, the students, everybody votes. And Brooke is the winner for seventh grade. But you can't tell her, it's a surprise. So come to school, we're going to hide you in the office until the ceremony. So I did not tell Brooke. And Brooke shows up in a pair of striped denim shorts, mm -hmm. this oversized, oversized basketball t-shirt yeah. and her hair's just kind of everywhere. So I, well. She's just a regular, just a regular day for a seventh grader. The eighth grader that won, her mom told her she shows up with a bow in her hair and a dress on and yeah. a <laughs> so, Anyway, I'm sitting in the office and they're hiding. And the office manager, she turns to me and she says, I just have to tell you, I voted for Brooke. And the reason I voted for Brooke is she's nice to everyone and that moment i don't know how i as a parent how you could ever top that oh like what's it like watching her on on tv like what does that feel like well when she was about seven or eight she used to um grab something and use it as a mic and danced around the living room singing and dancing. So mm -hmm. we've eased into this um, <laughs> in that way. Uh, college, I watched her a little bit in college. I think the first, probably the first year she did it, it was kind of a unique experience. But now, you know, now we're pretty used to it. She doesn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, people will say to me, you know, they'll sort of ask, 
questions related to that. And I'm never sure how to answer because to us, she's not a prima donna. She was Brooke. She's still Brooke and she doesn't act any different. (laughs) That's nice. Um, so since Brooke's been working with NBA teams, have you gotten the chance to meet any NBA players? Uh, yes. Uh, and they're all, you know, Brooke always so nice introduces me as my, oh, you have to meet my mom. And they're all, you know, when you say mom, they just, they light up and they're so polite and so nice. And of course you feel like, you know, them because Brooke, you know, we watch all the interviews and she talks about them and, uh, yeah, it's it's that part's been a really fun experience because they too are just great people. That's amazing. Do you have a favorite uh, favorite story of meeting a player? Oh gosh, you just mind me, but yeah, on the- yeah. Okay, she got the. Uh, we she's been wanting to come on a road trip with me since I started, but as you guys know, uh, we're rarely in one place more than one night. But every once once or twice a year, there's some kind of anomaly where we're in a city on the road for two or three nights. And this last uh, couple trips ago um, in L.A. for three nights. So mm-hmm. she actually came on the road with me, which was so fun and different because <clears throat> it's, I you know, on the road, it's usually like such fast and furious. And you're just going to shoot around to dinner, to games, and it's uh, not a lot of downtime. But we were there for so long that it was the perfect opportunity for her to come on the road. So she came and um, and she, and Dean was in the um, in the lobby, and I got you know that for some odd reason I can't believe that was the first time you met him. Yeah, had you met him? No, I've not met him. Yeah, that's weird for me. But um, so she got the chance to meet. Of course, he was super gracious, and and I said, yeah, you know, that, that's when we get to see him. She's like, that's the first time I've met him. I thought that was so funny. But because, I felt, you know, you yeah. feel like I know him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was, but it's fun because, you know, throughout the years I've worked for, you know, this is my second team I've worked for NBA wise. And you and I would say you and Scott have had your favorite players, like oh, you know, oh, yeah. for certain oh, guys. Yeah. And, you know, they have guys that they, you know, they, they just really love and um, they're always rooting for them. And when I was in Indiana, my mom was a very big David West fan. She always really, you know, she, you were happy when David West played well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was great. Yeah. I, I, and the things he did off the court. Yeah. All of the, uh, you know, the, philanthropic things he did yeah so she uh she throughout the years has had you know one she maybe roots a little more for but yeah it was fun that she got a chance to um meet up with or i guess well i met both of them cj oh yeah you met cj too yeah very sweet yeah i just thought i'm always so pleasantly surprised you know they're great to me all the time and but it's so nice when they understand like the they they know what you you guys know how important family is to both of them so mm-hmm. it's nice when um, you know, get a chance to meet my mom. That they're absolutely gracious as they always are. Did you ever get to meet Evan Turner? No, I didn't. You, you definitely feel like you know him now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, that's that's interesting to me too. I mean, I guess when she comes to games, you know, she's in her seat or she's you know they're they're having dinner before, so you're not really down on the floor with me all that often. Yeah. But uh, no, Evan. Yeah, we all feel like we know Evan Turner, though, don't we? I mean, <laughs> you know, you never met him. Just the sound of his name, you want to laugh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the Blazers have recently had a little bit of changes happening, and I'm wondering how you both feel about Carmelo Anthony joining the Trailblazers and how things are kind of different since he arrived. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and the, you know, when Game and CJ have talked, the whole team has talked about it. Everyone loves it. Everyone's happy for him as a person as and, and, and just a mega star in this league. Like this, it's someone that is, he's already, he has accomplished so much, you know, 
he could be like, oh, what? I'm good. You know, I've, I've done so much. I've had a long, long career. But I think that in his heart of hearts, you know, he wants a, a happy ending to it all. He wants to, you know, go out um, with, you know, re- respecting the game, the game, the league respecting him. I think he deserves, I know he deserves that. So it makes sense that, um, it makes sense I mean, kind of to me because there's been a couple go arounds where, you know, the Blazers thought they might get Carmelo that kind of might work out and it, you know, for different reasons it didn't. So it's kind of full circle that, you know, the team was going through some struggles, as you guys know. He was looking for a place to land. It, it's kind of a, a in, in my in my opinion, it's like a Cinderella story. Really. It's just like a kind of it's a, everyone wins, and and he's really fit in very well. For me, um, you know, I've been spoiled with our our you know our star Dame being absolutely a dream to work with media wise, and he's just such a great person that you know. For me, I'm like okay. I, I mean, I don't, I I've de- really dealt with Carmelo very much. I don't know much about him. Um, I will say Rebecca Harlow, our former sideline reporter, and now she's with the Knicks, and she's a close friend of mine. Her and I talked, and she said, you're going to love him. You know, he's he is – obviously, he's, he's a star, but, you know, he's very down-to-earth when you talk to him. And, you know, he just – as long as you get – as long as he gets the sense that he can trust you, and that's something I take very, very seriously with players is to – you know, I talk about this a lot, never to use, use their words against them or skew them or for some reason, you know – not gain their trust. That's something that I take very seriously. So she's like, as soon as you do that, you know, you're, you're golden. He's, he's, he's a great guy. And so every interaction I've had with him has been wonderful. Great answers, very thoughtful with them. And, uh, and he's just brought up, you know, a little punch, punch in the arm, you know, like the, the, the road trip, there were a couple of losses thrown together. And, and as you guys know, it's a long season. That's what we kept saying. And we, we feel that way. It's a long season. You know, you go through ups and downs every season. At some point, the team will have one. It was just a little earlier than I think maybe they're used to, so it was it was kind of fun. Just it was interesting, you know, like we're on the road and all all of a sudden, you know, there's like so I would say five times the amount of media that are usually at a game um, when Mello comes, and it was just kind of fun and different. And then you know, it took a couple games for the guys to kind of get used to everything. And ever since, I mean, these last three games, uh, he's been awesome, and the guys respect him, and they they want this for him. They want a, a a happy ending for him. And I really want to also add that it's been fun for me on the road to see the reception he gets at away games. You know, like he, he I said that in a post game interview that I did seem like we were in Portland um, yeah. when we were in Chicago, the, 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 the crowd is cheering just as loud for him as they are their own team. So it's, uh, it's been heartwarming and I, I just look forward to seeing how the rest of the season pans out. But for me, I don't know Mom, what you think, but I love it. Well, who wouldn't like to think that if you ever wanted it or needed it, you wouldn't have a second chance mm-hmm. and have it go as well as it's going for him. It's really mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think from a, for, from a fan's perspective, anyway, from my perspective, it just kind of ejected a little bit of life and fun into a season that was kind of rough, you know, without Nurkic and without Collins mm-hmm. looking at everybody, all these other teams in the league, you know, just really taking off. And it was kind of like that kind of a little, like you said, I think you said like a little shot in the arm, like a little shot of vitamin D, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in the middle of right. winter and it's just like, it was just kind of little sunshine. And I, I hadn't thought about the fact, like we're so used to Damian Lillard here. It's hard to imagine what the, it must be like when you don't have like a superstar like Damian Lillard. But also I forgot mm-hmm. about the fact that Carmelo is actually a superstar as well. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. That, He's like an international. I mean, Dame is well, you know, he'll forever be. And you know, obviously, he's 
He's our superstar. And he is, <laughs> yeah, he is. But for, I mean, I think like a, a Carmelo, you, you think back to the, the draft class, I mean, him and LeBron, I mean, that was just, it was all eyes were mm-hmm. on um, that draft class and then following their careers. And it's been such a, such a long career and at such a high level that, I mean, that's, that's, that's a mega star. That is an absolute mega star and um, international, uh, internationally beloved. So it's, and not just, and I, I'm not saying more so than Dame. It's just on a different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been around the league, couple, a couple different teams, and mm-hmm. um, just you know the, what he's been able to accomplish, especially offensively. He's just, you know, there's some guys that you just like look, and there's like a light around them. You're like, like a LeBron, like a Carmelo. You know, it's 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 exciting. It's just exciting to have him in uh, in Portland and seeing the Blazers uniform. It's I know everyone was, was saying it's kind of surreal, which it is. But uh, overall, I think it's a, it's a feel-good story. And I think both both parties win right now because, like you mentioned, a little vitamin D and something exciting. And um, it's been it's been very exciting. Yeah, and it seems like he and Dame are uh, very complimentary. Like, you know, um, it's not mm-hmm. that this big superstar came in to take over. It's like he's here to help out the team in whatever way the team mm-hmm. needs help. And, you know, we all get it. Dame is the heart and soul of the team. But to have someone mm-hmm. a little more help, always good. Always good. Yeah. And specifically on the floor, I mean, it hel- it helps Dame because – He's used to being the guy that's getting double, triple teams. And then you have all, you know, eyes not on just on Dame, not just on CJ uh, guys. Well, shoot, we really have to watch this guy named Carmelo, too. So that frees up Dame to maybe have a little more space. And uh, it, that can only really, in my opinion, help his help his game. So mm-hmm. I think that it's uh, it's it's working for everybody. Yeah. Love those passes to the corner to Rodney Hood. Those are mm-hmm. like. Me Those too. are life. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do too. Well, we promised that uh, we would get you out of here so y'all could uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We're recording this on a beautiful morning. So um, we want to thank you two for joining us. This has been so fun uh, to have both mm-hmm. of you on. You're welcome back to come back anytime, especially if you want to tell us stories about each other. We love those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got stories. Yeah, don't, don't, don't put her up to that. We could have a four-hour oh, yeah. podcast. You can come back anytime you want. <laughs> well, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Have a wonderful holiday season. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Uh, do you all want to uh, tell folks where they can where they can find you? You know, Allison, if you don't want to, you know, that's totally fine. Or if you want to share your Twitter handle for people to find you, whatever uh, you feel comfortable with. You know your Twitter handle? Well, I don't have my Twitter <laughs> handle. I know I have an account so I can follow Brooke. And I know people follow me, which I don't know why, because I don't do anything with it. But uh, what's my Twitter handle? I think it's just A. Olden Dam. I think it's just A. Olden Dam. She's more of a voyeur. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. you never know. I'm like, I might start posting. I might get into it. You never know. Okay. You heard it here. Brooks Mom's hot takes. I love it. Hashtag Brooks Mom's <laughs> hot, hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, we're really building the community of moms who love basketball and we would mm-hmm. love to mm-hmm. enfold you into that. So we are super oh, happy. Thank you. Super happy to, to to have met you. How about you, Brooke? Uh, I'm at Brooke Olden Dam, pretty straightforward. Um and be Olden Dam over on Instagram or maybe it's just Brooke Olden Dam. Look, I make fun of you and now I'm not yeah. I think it's just, yeah, my whole name, yeah, Brooke Olden Dam. That's what it is. <laughs> 
Right on. And I'm TCB Biggs on Twitter. And you can follow the Hoops and Talks podcast at Hoops and Talks. It's part of the Blazers Edge podcast feed at Blazers Edge. Cassidy, you want to take us out of here? Yeah. And did we mention we love emails? So send us an email with your icebreaker ideas, questions, or what moms we should talk to next. Our email is hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. And you can find me at Cassidy Gemmett on Twitter. And until the next time, go Blazers! Go Blazers! Go Blazers!